welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning, and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. And this morning, on this wonderful Wednesday, we're going to, well, start by quoting Deuteronomy 7.18. Deuteronomy 7.18 is our 18th choice of do not be afraid out of That's the 365 it. coming That's your it. way this year. And it says, but do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. We need to remember that Egypt is like living in the land of not, a, I mean, slavery. And we have been delivered in Jesus' name. Yes, we have. Another great scripture. We're doing this every day. That's right. For the whole year. You know, I've read all, and I know you have to, all 800,000 words in the 66 chapters of the Bible, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. I have. In fact, we've read through the Bible a number of times. But we've never once seen where the Bible says that debt is good. That's right. It's not in the book. Truthfully, the fact that the scripture has nothing positive to say about debt should give us pause, if not concern, about its potential for evil. Scripturally speaking, debt in and of itself is not a sin. If it were a sin, no doubt, the word would have discussed the wages of debt, just as it does the wages of sin. Mm. While being in debt may not be a sin, as far as lenders and borrowers go, we are to be on the lending side. Deuteronomy 15.6, 15.6, classic amplified. When the Lord your God blesses you, as he promised you, then you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And you shall rule over many nations, but they shall not rule over you. Scripture says you shall not borrow. That statement is pretty clear. Do not borrow. There are some who talk about debt as being good and bad. Let's talk about or just a brief look at the various kinds of debt to see whether it's good or bad. There are five kinds of debt. Business, consumer, credit card, investment, mortgage. Consumer and credit card debt are the result of the flesh wanting something. To make a person feel better about himself or better about somebody else. I won't say this is an absolute fact, but pretty close to it. Many people buy stuff to impress their friends and family or just to make themselves feel better. James 1.13, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. James 4.3, 4.3, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. We do find it interesting that James 4.3 uses the word consume. There was a time when people wanted to keep up with the Joneses. However, that's really not necessary anymore because the Joneses have already declared chapter 13 bankruptcy. The kind of wants or lusts that people consume and credit card debt includes Vacations, big ticket items, such as 
such as electronics, appliances, fancy cars, equipment, furniture, aesthetic home improvement, and the list could go on and on. They are wants, not needs, and people will go in debt to have them. Mm. You know, there's an amazing parallel, too, to the rise of advertising in this country and the upward spiral of debt. The media and its advertisers create a false impression and concept of what the good life really is. The Pied Pipers of advertising of wants and loss play a hypnotic message that has caused millions, I'm telling you, millions of consumers to swallow the bait, hook, line, and sinker. The, inv the invention of credit card debt has taken place in the past probably 60 years or so. Total credit card debt in this country is well over a trillion dollars. The evolution of credit and debt, debt, credit card debt, really, and the hold and the stranglehold it puts on millions of Americans is downright frightening. Yes. So the bottom line, what's that, baby? I said yes, it is. Yes, it is. So the bottom line, and this is not an absolute, but pretty close, consumer and credit card debt is designed to continually take advantage of the personal weaknesses of the average American person. We're told to be good consumers. I find it interesting that dictionary.com defines consume as, are you ready for this? To destroy, to expend by use, to use up, to spend money, time, and etc. wastefully. The American Heritage Dictionary defines consume as to waste or to squander. Millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars are spent to lure people into a lifestyle of debt. That ought to tell you something right there. As they pursue what Madison Avenue advertisers and Hollywood personalities define as the good life, they want to believe, you to believe that as long as you're getting what you want, well, that's okay. No, it is not. It's actually self-defeating and in the end, quite humiliating. Proverbs 22.7, 22.7 Contemporary English Version says this, the poor are ruled by the rich, and those who borrow are slaves of money lenders. Wow. Proverbs 5.9, 5.9 Contemporary English Version says, you will lose your self-respect and end up in debt, and some cruel person for the rest, to some cruel person for the rest of your life. Wow. I think we can all agree the consumer and credit card debt is evil. Now, you may be asking, what is generally considered good debt? Most people consider a home mortgage to be good debt. It is true that mortgage debt is a financial liability, but it can be an offsetting asset. That's assuming your home is located in an area where property values are appreciating, and if you have a plan pay the mortgage off rapidly. Particularly if you have a plan That's to pay it. off the mortgage rapidly. Without wasting a significant amount of income on interest. However, there are significant numbers of people in the past that found home ownership to be anything but good debt. The plummeting of property values, the loss of jobs, the evaporation of investment portfolios, the increase in foreclosures, or all factors have an effect where the home ownership is good debt. Bottom line, you got to have a workable plan. That's right. 
Otherwise, in an economic downturn, you can lose that asset, which you thought was a good investment of your resources. We've written strategies on how to pay off your mortgage seven years or less. That's the only way it's good debt when it's paid off. At that point, you can begin to invest your money in other areas. That's right. And second, some people consider high or education a good debt. Hmm. To the extent that a college education increases your value in the marketplace, resulting in higher compensation, that could be good. However, student loans are the closest thing there is to financial slavery. So true. Just ask a few people that are up to their eyeballs in debt because of school. These loans are easy to get into and sometimes very, very difficult to pay off. Even technical schools and colleges are now charging students exorbitant rates for their education. Sadly, the primary focus of many of these so-called college colleges spring up around the country is a bottom line for making a huge profit. And third, business and investment debt can be good. However, you need to exercise caution and have a total worked out plan. Yes. You need to do your homework before you buy and do not take out a home equity loan to amass a pile of credit card debt to take advantage of what you learned at a weekend seminar, for heaven's sakes, on real estate investing or profiting on foreclosures or making it big in the stock market. Sadly, you need to realize that people doing the seminars are making most of the money on the people who pay to attend the seminars and buy their products. That's really true. Mm-hmm. So I summarize. Debt is bad for some people simply because they can't handle credit. They don't have the discipline to make wise decisions, the knowledge to understand the consequences of debt, or the personal desire to do whatever is necessary to increase their understanding of matters financial. I should not need to say this when talking to Christians, but I feel led to do so. Incurring debt with no intention of repaying it is morally and scripturally wrong. Mm. Debt is bad if it creates strife in your family, prohibits you from doing the things that the Scripture clearly instructs you to do, requires you to make decisions based on the world instead of the Word. The only way debt's ever good is if there's an all-setting asset. You have to have a plan to pay the debt off rapidly. Not someday, but now. Too many people in the world either give up hope completely or they fall into the someday syndrome. Someday things will get better. Someday I'm going to have money. Someday I won't have to work like this. Someday I'm going to get out of debt. Someday I'm going to start giving the way I really want to. We have news for you. Someday is today. Amen. Right now. This is the day for you to determine there's going to be an immediate change in your finances. You'll stop buying what you want and only what you need. Today, you're creating a plan to get you out of debt rapidly. You won't be sorry that you did. Absolutely. When your someday becomes today, in the words of Job 4111, 4111, in a contemporary English version, well, they become reality in your life. 
when they say, I am in command of the world and in debt to no one. Hallelujah. You also have a, well, you'll become a better example of Romans 13, 8 in the classic Amplified Bible, which says, Keep out of debt. Who no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor, who practices loving others, has fulfilled the law, relating to one's fellow man, meaning all its requirements. Hallelujah. All its requirements. That's it. That's good. And that's what we call some rich thoughts. That's right. To think about this day. Hallelujah. This is the day. <laughs> Not is this one day or day one. Think about that. One, Not one day, but day one. Day one. That's, That's good. All right. Well, until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless your happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.